So, for the first time since 2021, I think, there's not a new Star Trek. Oh, there's nothing, like, active right now? Yeah, there's, they're not, um, yeah, they haven't announced yet when Prodigy is going to come back or Lower Decks or anything, so. Okay. Um, we get a little bit of a, not, not a reprieve, because I, I don't know, I, I like doing it, but it's just, you know, sometimes we're, we, we have to kind of make sure we're, like, up on our homework, up, you know? Right. I definitely, as much as I enjoyed the show, spoiler alert, uh, I did have to kind of catch up on it, like, a, a week or two ago, just kind of, Yeah, like, I will say this is, I think, the one, maybe other than, like, Picard season one, that I was the, I, I, I wasn't always, but I feel like I kept the closest to, like, keeping up with it. Like, it was one of those that, like, I think like it in like I guess I, and I guess lower decks I, w- I was very much the same way but like we're like uh, I was like on Thursday was like oh today's the day that I get to watch a new strange new worlds um and yeah. like sometimes I would like you know like miss a, a week or two and, and watch like two or three at a time but but the, yeah there was a period especially kind of in the middle there where I was like looking looking forward to there being another one so yeah it uh, I I can really only keep current on stuff that I'm watching with Kim, and so Kim didn't watch something with me. So yeah, but yeah, she did watch most of season one of Picard with me, and she's watched all of Lord X with me. So those are the ones we keep up on. But um, but I did enjoy this. Um, I actually one one thing we should say like before we start talking about the the, the show proper. Um, so I, you probably missed this. Well, maybe you did. Hopefully you did because you're on you're not on Twitter. But <clears throat> um, this is. The first show that I think this is the first show that Paramount's been using that ha- Paramount Plus has been doing for Star Trek, where it has like this new like little Star Trek, the little Star Trek thing at the beginning. Yeah, like a little like kind of I don't know what we'd call that, like a little like Star Trek stinger at the beginning that I guess they're going to start putting in front of all of their new Star Trek shows. Of just it just has like a picture of like the Enterprise flying around a Starfleet insignia or something. Yeah, like, that, like makes know. the logo. It's, it's got, very, like, like colorful rainbow. and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's got, like, the rainbow colors coming out behind it, which is, like, very, you know, it, it looks like the, the the poster from the motion picture and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, so I saw somebody, you know, dur- like, this, this is, like, a, a month or two ago, like, when the show was first premiering, I saw, like, some conservative crank who was, like, posting about this on Twitter, posting a, a screenshot of, like, the rainbow trail of it. And, you know, this is, this is like during kind of like peak groomer Disney, you know, pedo Disney, like all that nonsense uh, where people were accusing Disney of, we were okay. saying that like, you know, any, any time that anything gay happens, it's actually child molestation, you know, like the, sure, uh, sure. Anyone, anytime anyone like shows a hint of like pride or allyship or anything like right. that. It's actually predation, you know, which is insane, obviously, but this person had posted this picture and it was talking and basically, I, I wish I had the tweet up in front of me, but um, I wonder if I can find it, but it was uh, it was like well, looks like the woke people have come for Star Trek, and it was like wait <laughs> right, and I, have, you, have you watched any, any Star, Star Trek, Trek ever? <laughs> ever. Right, yeah. It's like, it's it's the it's the first, it's like probably the first woke TV show, or, or you know, like that, or like I Love Lucy, you know. Like, yeah, like, and, and like, like one of the, like, to do it on like one of the biggest stages, I feel like. Um, yeah, it, it's like. But yeah, it's I like, feel like it's always the... kind of pushing, or at least like 
at its best is like striving to kind of push like progressiveness and what if we were better than we are yeah it's it's like it's the first it's the first uh it's the first show to have like an interracial kiss on tv you know it's it's uh it's a show um <laughs> it's it's like a show where like data makes a child who then he allows to pick uh it's yeah gender, what your gender you know? will like, be yeah yeah like it's um it's just it's just like it, it's such a funny idea just the idea that like star trek is too woke like, it's it's just, like what are you talking about like but right uh anyway I can't, i'm trying to look for it on twitter and i can't find it because there's just so many people who are yeah. and who are, that like, and especially like that was it. the thing in star trek you're just like well they put a rainbow in the logo so like yeah that crosses the line right, <laughs> right. exactly like but. featuring tignataro is a main like character I mean, we could do a whole episode on just like, I mean, like we, we we've done. I mean, like, like you know, there are so many individual episodes, but just like just like even talking about only like things that are related to like sexuality. I feel like we could do a whole episode just on like woke Star Trek prior to this. You know, like yeah, uh, you know, there's like the episode where where Jadzia kisses a woman because like you know because uh, she was in love with 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 the that symbiote like in a previous life and just all this stuff it's just yeah. it's just like crazy but anyway it's just that kind of a funny thing where it's just like a, clearly like a person who is like completely stupid like complaining about something that they don't understand uh-huh. hi everybody and welcome to out of contracts a show where two guys who have seen a part of star trek try to watch all of it in no particular order i'm ryan howard and i'm brady jungle and today we are not, we're going to we're doing another special. So this is our what our third special this year. Um, uh, but, um, uh, yeah, I think it w- would be. Yeah, because we, we haven't had because Prodigy is not done yet. I'm trying to think of when had, Discovery finished. But yeah, yeah, that yeah Discovery been. ended this year. So this is yeah, our yeah. third special in 2022, and this one is about. Star Trek Strange New Worlds, the first season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. So usually we, we watch a bunch of episodes out of order. And if you listen to last week's episode or you check in on next week's episode, that's what we'll be doing. But this time, when we do the new shows, we kind of watch them uh, as they come out and then talk about them in kind of a more uh, a more structured format, you know. Yeah. Maybe and we can choose our SEO like or something. season as but... a whole and not necessarily breaking down the individual episodes. Right, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> uh, this is, yeah, this first season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is both a prequel show to the original series mm-hmm. and a spinoff of Star Trek Discovery. Would you say that's, that's fair to a fair yes. description of it? Yeah, I would. Um, because in the sick, in the second season of Star Trek Discovery, which the, the first two seasons of Star Trek Discovery are also a prequel to a prequel show to the original series, but in the in in the second season of Star Trek Discovery, uh, they meet the Enterprise, and the Enterprise it's it, but it's Enterprise of ten years prior to the original series, so it's like the people who are on it are like people who would have been on it during like the Menagerie, uh, yeah. uh, episode of the original series, so like Captain Pike and Number One and Spock and people of that nature. Yeah. Um, so. I gotta say, like, so I, I've been pretty excited for this show, I think partially because, like, 
it just seemed like it was going to be a little lighter. Also, I liked the aesthetic of it a lot, and because I liked the, I liked especially uh, the guy who Anson Mount, the guy who plays Captain Pike. I thought he was really fun on on uh, Discovery, even though I didn't like Discovery very much and still don't. But uh, you have been justifiably, I would say, but you've been justifiably uh, 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 doubting my enthusiasm. I, uh, yeah, I was more cautious. I feel. Um, again, like I, I agree. Like I thought Anson Mount was great as Pike, and like very much like fell in love with him during the Discovery run that he had. And I did really like. It didn't happen too much. Like there were a couple of scenes in Discovery and a couple of random like short tracks that I've watched where they kind of have shown off that like the aesthetic of the the Enterprise and like those uniforms and the the sets and stuff. That I I, very, I really really like the aesthetic of Enterprise, um, where they kind of like they keep the look and kind of the colors and that of the original set from the original series back in the '60s, but then have kind of updated it and made it look like just much higher like production quality and have kind of a modern feel to it where it feels very real, but just just like a cool look. I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah, those those uniforms especially, just every time they're just they're so good. Like they're just yeah, I, l- I love the uniforms. Like I know we I know we've talked about uniforms a lot on this show, but like those ones, maybe some of my favorites. I feel like yeah, they're they're great. Um, uh, and um, yeah, so I you think were pro- even like going like for the first couple of episodes, I was still like being very cautious of just like afraid that it was trying to trick me into liking it mm-hmm. um but yeah i i don't know i i feel like we've both kind of spoiled it by this point but did you like strange new worlds ryan <laughs> yeah i thought it was really good like 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 like, uh, like not not like incredible incredible but like i liked it quite a bit and i think that it's still not as good as lower decks but it's the best it's the best i think we said this last time about picard that like i'd say that that would be our qualified Picard season two is like the best live action Star Trek that they've made in the Paramount Plus era with a bunch of caveats. Whereas I would say Strange New World season one is now the best season is, of yeah, live action. Unquestionably. Yeah. It's not, not even close. The best like it's, seen yet. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fun. It's just, it's like a fun show and like, <laughs> which is so like what is, a concept. Yeah, so this is for, my, this is my question that like, I'm hoping you'll be able to, put into words better because as I was watching it, I was trying to figure out why, like, what is it about it that I like? Like, why do I like this? And I don't like discovery as much. Like what, um, what is it about it? Cause it's right. Cause it's, um, I'm like, making, the production I think quality is like ex- ex- excellent for both. Um, the acting, like, I don't think the problem with discovery, like, I think the actors are all like, good to quite good like they are in this like the acting is very good but i just mm. care <laughs> i well i don't know i mean i guess you're right it's not really the acting and discovery so much as what the actors are being and even asked yeah to, but like, and like even this show like like the, you could argue that the the episode where like they like torture and kill a child is like arguably darker than anything discovery ever did with like Klingon torture porn or whatever, but like I still really liked that episode. 
Well, they don't show it either. Like this, that's that's part yeah, of it. So they're, they're not like watch this child die, you know. But um, yeah, it's it's. Or is it that by the time they got to that episode, they had already like earned enough goodwill that? Or is there just like? I do they also, more effectively make their points. I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on like what it is that I like so much about this. Uh, so I think I mean I mean not to like turn this into like a dump session on Discovery again, but like. I think that there are a bunch of different aspects. I, th- I think it really is like fundamentally a very different thing, and like all of those foundational things that it is, are generally speaking, I would say, better than the foundational things that uh, that Discovery is, because it's it's really not the vibe of it is not very Discovery at all. Like it 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 feels very much more like it is kind of like playing in like an updated original series space in a lot of ways, I think, as, as opposed to, like, trying to be, like, the actual modern incarnation of this franchise, which is feels very much like what Discovery wants to be, right? Yeah, and, and which kind of any... makes me feel bad of, like, did they just sort of, like, cop out and, like, they tried to do, like, they tried to, like, have their own vision and tell their own story and no one liked it, so they're just like, okay, fine, we'll just give you more of what you want. Well, no, because I, I think that, like, they're they're relying on on like original series in terms of like some of the tonal stuff, but like and even like the way that they like do like issues based episodes and things like that. But like a, I, I would argue that that's much more the ethos of Star Trek. With what's enjoyable about Star Trek anyway? So like you know this is this is what all of the shows did up until Paramount Plus. You know. But then, but then also, like, the other side of it is that, like, I think it's taking that and it's updating them in a way that feels very modern uh, to me. Like, it just in some, in some of the, like, the one where they kill, we're going to keep on talking about the one where they kill a kid, which is... Uh, it's called this? Lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach. Okay. Um, uh, it's episode um, six. It's, yeah. Or, yeah, so, like, that and, one... And, I think yeah, ghost- that, I think, might be one that, like, we may need to, like... And again, I, don't, yeah. I guess we shouldn't dig too much into individual episodes because we'll get to them eventually. Well, no, we, we but, can talk about but it. But that, I think, yeah. I think there's like a few, like maybe f- four or five like highlight episodes of this one that I like feel are, are like important to kind of go over. Yeah. Um, that, and, yeah. And I think uh, like, like another one is like Ghosts of Illyria. Like that's another one where it's like yeah. those are both like very classic in their own ways, like very classic Star Wars or Star Wars, Star Wars, very classic Star Trek, like issues based. Yeah, um, like using sci-fi as a metaphor for. Yeah, like and and like and so and sure, I guess that's like of, that's like, like both of those. I think are even kind of like you could consider kind of heavy-handed with it, but even that, like, I don't mind or I'm like willing to give them right. Like they both have a moment near the end of the episode where someone essentially like looks down the barrel of the camera and is like, "This is a metaphor for like." this right like lift us yeah, like that one has the one where like the whatever the lady on the planet like is like basically says like you know on your world like there are children like suffering and starving and like that's like what you like build your like success on the backs of and like we just yeah. admit it yeah we admit it uh sorry that's that's from uh i think you should leave but um 
So, uh, yeah, the, well, I think, but, but it's like, so I guess you could call that like classic Star Trek, but it's like, it isn't really, it's like, it's like all of Star Trek prior to like the last like six years is like what, like, and, and so like, yeah, but it's it doing this stuff. Voyager it's, it's, or Deep Space Nine or, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, a, but it's addressing these issues in a way that feels modern to today. Like even like, I think especially Ghosts of Valeria, like that one is sort of like, taking an issue that I think Star Trek in a lot of ways would have been on the other side of not necessarily in terms of like trans rights, but like just if they were talking about like genetic modification, like it would have, it would have more focused on like the eugenics, like the potential for eugenics stuff and been anti it. Whereas like then this kind of takes that and it's like, well, actually what about, what about this? Like, what about people having the autonomy to do with their bodies what they want to do with them? You know, yeah. which, which is like... I yeah, think it's the like, other really important thing that that one addressed, which again, like, is kind of at the very end when Una's talking about it, she basically set, like kind of addresses the sort of idea that I think is a real important thing to attack of, like, one of the good ones, right? Which is such a, like, kind of insidious prejudice that allows you to kind of like accept individuals that you happen to know and like but yeah. still like have prejudice against like an entire group because you're just like oh like all people like this are like liars and murderers and cheaters or whatever but like there are some good ones too and mm-hmm. like so like of course right because that's the the kind of twist in that one which then comes back around at the end of the series that like they let Una stay because she has like saved their lives a lot and is a like the best officer in Starfleet. Yeah. Um, but she, and then kind of what she says is just like, well, that's like that k- kind of rings sort of hollow and like, doesn't feel like you're really like, I'm still not accepted for who I am. Right. Or, like, it's not okay to just be an Illyrian. It's just that like, if you manage to pass for long enough to like, become exemplary then you kind of like people are willing to accept you well it's funny because it it is kind of it's basically she's sort of almost criticizing what happens with um with bashir in ds9 which is basically that like yeah i think it's kind of a similar he is he is like a genetically modified person and then but then they're like well i don't you broke the law but like who cares like you're and no one's really talking about like how we shouldn't yeah, yeah. So it's I don't know. It's 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 interesting. I really felt to me like a really interesting way of like addressing like these this the history of the show, but also like tackling this like kind of hot topic right now. And yeah, I don't know. It feels it feels and in terms of like it's the show being heavy handed. It's like that's what Star Trek is usually. Like there's not yeah. a lot of like Star Trek episodes where you're like, oh, that was subtle. You know, it's a show where like most of the most of shows have like someone like reading a log that like discusses their personal feelings about whatever it is they're talking about. So it's not yeah. like, that's, that's totally f- fine. Um, so what, what, before we, I, I do think we should talk a little bit more about like the, what's the difference between this and discovery. Cause I think that there is a lot to talk about there, but why don't you talk a little bit just at first about like the overall premise just of the show. We talked about it a little bit, but just kind of like, of yeah, kind of the main characters, like what's actually happening in the show, that kind of a thing. Yeah. So basically, so the show is set again, like shortly after. So at the end of, I guess now I have to try to explain discovery season two. Um, 
which no, is he- which is. <laughs> but the important things from Discovery season two are that at the end of Discovery season two, like Discovery went off into the future to save this like kind of secret technology because um, they do mention that a couple of times. But the the main thing from Discovery that carries over into this is that at some point, uh, Pike like is shown a vision of his future, which is that he will in some sort of like, I think it's like a training accident. Like there'll be a terrible accident and he will become kind of horribly like disfigured and become like the Pike that we see in the original series episode, the cage where he's like in the big like box wheelchair yeah, um, and and also like there will be a couple of cadets who die. Yeah, that like he's going to try to save cadets, and like two of them I think die, and the rest, but the rest he's able to save. Yeah. Um, and so like he kind of has has this knowledge that that's lying in his future, and the, and I am I I was afraid that they that like, the whole season was going to be him dealing with that. Um, again, based on my previous experience with Discovery and Picard, which is yes. largely about how like one character has like some tragic thing that they just like have to keep like struggling with and dealing with and going into their mind with and stuff like that. And they really only kind of bring it up a couple of times at like the beginning and the end. Yeah. Um, And then it's, it's like, and then, yeah. And then like Lon, who we'll get to later, she has her own thing, but they even, that's also not. Yeah. It's only like, I mean, that is another thing I feel like that they kind of went back to the sort of Star Trek roots is that like, it's a like the ship has sort of a whole like crew of characters that different episodes will kind of focus on a couple of them sort of doing their thing in that episode. Yes. Like it's not the, it, this episode, this season is very much, it's not like the story of Pike. It's about like the whole crew and kind of all the characters have their own like different things going on and kind of journeys that they take. Yeah. It's definitely an Um, ensemble show. Yeah. Uh, which I really like because I, I like all of the characters a lot too. Like they picked good actors for him and they they did good things. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. So yeah, so that's kind of Pike's thing that he's dealing with is like uh, knowing kind of what his eventual future is going to be and like how do you like go through like your day-to-day captaining of a starship with that knowledge. Um, and then there's his first officer, number one, um, Una, Una Una Chin Riley Una Chin Riley, who is played like by, uh, played, played by, by uh, Rebecca Romain. Romain. Yeah. yeah, who is like very cool and very capable, and then in that not on the show enough, I would say. Like she's, she's kind of she's not. Yeah, not I agree. I think kind of like possibly, especially like after they, after the episode where so so that episode we were kind of re- referencing a little bit. Basically, it's revealed that she is Illyrian, which is a, a kind of a, a race of people from a planet that um, engage in, like, have been banned from the Federation because they uh, do, like, genetic manipulation, and the Federation's still very, like, skittish because of the eugenics wars and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she has, like, kind of enhanced immunity to fight off diseases and is strong and fast and smart um kind of and again kind of presumably that plays a role in that um and so i wonder if they had sort of the like captain marvel conundrum with with her of just like too many of the problems could just be solved if like 
she was there. <laughs> so they had I to be know. like, she, I mean, it's like, just it's like, not like it's not like fully, you know, she can't like shoot laser beams out. She's not like no, invincible, yeah, no. you know, like. But yeah, she, but, um, but yeah, she, she, and again, like Rebecca Romain does a great job with her, but she's like very like smart and like super nice and just a, a good character. I think one of my favorite episode, I think, might be the the uh, body sw- the Spock body swap episode, which oh, is yeah. just a like fun silly episode. But my like that one, like <laughs> part, the like B plot to that one is that her and um, Laan are like the only people left on the ship because everyone else is on shore leave or whatever. Yeah, and it's just them like goofing off on the ship by themselves and it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. um because like right as everyone's leaving someone tells her that like she's no fun she's like i can be fun and so then it's like her and laan doing like just like goofing around yeah um but yeah and so so that's kind of her thing is that uh it's like she's been hiding that she's Illyrian because if it were known then she would be kicked out of starfleet um and at some point pike finds out in that episode and then at the like the last thing that happens in the show kind of the like stinger for the next season presumably is that like starfleet finds out and she gets like taken under arrest Um, that that did bug me just a little tiny bit because like it's one of the show's only like concessions to like modern serialization you know where it's like that just is like tr- very literally just like com- almost completely tacked on at the end of that episode where it's just <laughs> like they kind of mention it like you know that, that yeah, episode when about because it happens more, in like the future a, and like someone's like oh yeah remember when when she got arrested yeah. <laughs> and then and uh, right but then um, <laughs> the but, so but it's like that's not really what the episode's about but at the very end they're like all right well we have to have a cliffhanger. So yeah. she's arrested now, and I'm like, I'm well, like, that's like the thing they're gonna have to deal with next season on Star yeah, Trek: Strange like, New Worlds. I guess I get why you had to do that, but like the show has done such a good job, generally speaking, of like just like having these things be very self-contained and feel like their yeah. own things. And it's just like I would have watched the second season without that, and you could have started the second season with her getting arrested, and that probably would have actually played a little better, in my opinion. But yeah, you know, yeah, small complaint. Yeah. Especially, again, because it happened in, like, an episode that she otherwise wasn't in at all. Yeah. Uh, like, it wasn't... Yeah, so it wasn't what that episode was about. Um, and then there's Spock, who's the science officer, who has relationship drama. Um, uh, yeah, played by Ethan Peck. And uh, La'an Noonien Singh is the security officer, who is presumably... They kind of, like presumably like a descendant of like the Khan's family back at during the time like because Khan hasn't been brought out of free cryostasis yet so it must have been like back during yeah. the eugenics wars yeah she just um, so happens to be like uh, a, a a long descendant like a distant, of, yeah descendant yeah. relative um but her but she like grew up on a colony that was then wiped out by the Gorn and she was like in a Gorn like prison for a while and then managed to escape um but then at the end of the show also at the end of the show they do an episode that is basically just aliens but with Star yes. like like the movie it really, aliens, it really is Star Trek. aliens with like a little bit of predator um yeah 
not my favorite episode of this is fine but not not yeah it was yeah i think i think it was just it was two aliens is the problem yeah it really it really was it it was was almost kind of like like that was i think like it it was it was like fine as like an episode to watch but it just kept bothering me how like much it was just like we're in like the dark wreckage of a ship with like things dripping from the ceiling and like these like baby aliens burst out of like literally burst out of someone's chest right and, and um, like you know they, they, there's, there's even like a little girl they have to say there's a little yeah, girl it's like, yeah it's so yes. you're just missing like a cat and or, you know like well that's in the first because it, it, it's kind of it's kind of like aliens by way of alien because like it's a little bit it's, yeah it's aliens but they're on a ship like an abandoned ship instead yeah. of on like a army base or whatever but like <laughs> yeah so you're just basically missing like a, a robot man yeah, you know, you're missing like a robot man, and, yeah. and no one yells game over at any point. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and also, my favorite character on the show dies in that episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So so another another character that is uh, Hammer, who is Hammer a, or Hammer Hammer, um, who is a uh, he's the chief engineer, and he's actually an an Enar, which I thought was a really fun like kind of deep dig into into like into the star trek lore lore to to like pull these guys from enterprise um and they and they even talk sometimes about how he's like a pacifist and so like how does he record how does he like reconcile that with like working for a quasi-military organization yeah like yeah he's he's really good and the main i think the main person he kind of plays off of is uh is uhura so this like Uhura is basically like kind of a cadet doing her like rotations on the ship in this episode. She's um, like that. Um, she's like that one episode of uh, of a lower decks when um, what's his name when Sam is trying when Rutherford is trying to figure out like where he wants to serve. Oh yeah, like, uh, when he's like trying out all the different ones. She's doing that over the course of the show. Yeah. Um, and basically kind of her thing is that like, she's not really sure she, like, she's super smart and capable, but not really sure she wants to be in Starfleet. Um, and then kind of over the course of it, like builds these relationships with, especially with Hemar and kind of with the other people on the ship and realizes that like, this is kind of what her purpose is and presumably ends up deciding to stay on the Enterprise. Um, she, yeah, that, and she's played by Celia Rose Gooding and Hemmer is played by Bruce Horak. Yeah. Who is I? I I don't know if you realize this. So Bruce Horak is actually uh, blind in real life. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, which is like cool casting for because that's kind of the thing with the the Enar Andorians that are are blind but have like some degree of telepathy. Um, but yeah, yeah, Bruce Horak actually blind. Hmm. Um, and yeah, Celia Rose Gooding I think did a really good. I think the so the characters where they so the there I get were I guess three I mean like with a few others but like three well and and I guess also Spock but the three kind of new characters for this series that were like where they kind of took characters from the original series were Uhura then um uh, Nurse Chapel and uh, Doctor Mbenga. Yeah. Um and I I thought Uhura like Celia Rose Gooding did a great job with Uhura. Like she may have been my favorite character on the show. Um like she just 
like I felt like had a good kind of story arc and was a good sort of like eyes to see the mm-hmm. um the ship through is like she was kind of the newcomer on the ship um and yeah and just did a good performance that was like very much like her own character but still like you could still feel like it was uhura i thought um where someone like like chapel chapel i thought was really like i, I ended up really liking her but I, it never felt like chapel to me <laughs> yeah i think this is like we're gonna have to have like a separate we're already like 30 minutes in but we, we're gonna have to have like a separate like cyber conversation about about the like the like the the people who come back like from other the people who are doing other characters like I think sometimes it's relatively successful. Sometimes it's not at all. Sometimes it's like kind of, you know, like yeah. it is successful. And yeah, I would say she is, I think she's good. Jess Bush is the act, actor who plays her and she is good, but she is not in any way like <laughs> Nurse Chapel from yeah. the original series at all. Like, um, which is like kind of distracting, although there are a couple more characters we can talk about later where it's <laughs> much more distracting, I would say. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that I like Mavenga a lot. Um, Mavenga is really good. Yeah, that's um, play, played by uh, Babs Alyssa McCoon, I believe is how you say his name. Yeah, um, and I think he's and, also like the best kind of character to do that with. Where, like, he, yes, he was on the original series, but was never. He was always just kind of like the other doctor like he was a fairly yeah. minor character so i think you have more freedom to tell like to be like this is what this guy's story is and you're not like stepping on anything whereas like chapel i think is much more well-defined as like Mitchell yeah. barrett um, yeah i think i think like i'm kind of i'm kind of surprised they haven't had or maybe 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 we talked about this maybe canonically rand isn't on the the sh- on the ship yet but like oh yeah it feels like that's an easy that would be an easy one yeah or like R- rand i know it's like some real head tos people might disagree but like rand i don't think he ever had like that much of a personality you know like um yeah i think it was one that they like had intentions for and then kind of forgot about or dropped or yeah would depend on um, who was writing the episode or that but, uh yeah. but um yeah, I think I think like it works in this show. It works well with I would say Pike and Mavenga and Number One, who, yeah. who all like you know coincidentally like are in like one or two episodes of the other shows. And I think it also works well with Uhura. I think partially, even though I I, I do like um, uh, Nick, Michelle Nichols, of course, uh, and I think that she has. But it's like she is not like acting with like a a big like affect. You know, and kind of usually her job is just to like deliver exposition, basically. Yeah, and 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 like whereas, and I don't think that really, I don't think Major Barrett's really using a lot of affect in with with Chapel that most of the time, but like I think because of the kind of person they make the new Chapel to be, uh, which is like kind of like one of the kind of sassier characters on the show, it really does like stand out, you know. Whereas, like, yeah, with 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 Celia Gooding, that's like she's doing a good job, just in the same way that Michelle Nichols is doing a good job. But like, she's just kind of she's playing, you know, a character. Like, yeah. uh, um, and she's playing like she's kind of like a normal 
person who kind of just like is there. Yeah, and, and like kind of a young version of like this like a... is when she's still figuring herself out, and like you know, by the you could you can kind of see the through line where like, and then by the time she becomes Nichelle Nichols is when she's like fully come into her own. Yeah, or, like whereas yeah, I... on the crew, yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but I think the, yeah. the people who doesn't work as well are people who have, like, very, very, like, it's like, well, Chapel, just because, like, her new character has, like, a very kind of defined thing she's doing, and then the other two of them are people who the existing actor had a very defined thing that they were doing. Yes. Um, uh, so, well, yeah, we can talk about that later. So, so who else we got? We got, we got, and then uh, the only person I don't think we've talked about yet is... For the main cast is um, I guess Ortegas. Bit, oh yeah, yeah. Um, she yeah, who's just kind of she's I kind mean, of like a little bit just of kind of fiery yeah, helmsman. You yeah, know? she's the helmsman. She like yeah, I don't know that she has any real like story of her own, but it's just kind of like a part of the crew that's like along. Um, and I, I liked her. I, I, I like her I a lot like, too. Yeah, but, yeah. but there's, it's not like she has like. I feel like most of them have kind of like the like their story over the the series um yeah she doesn't yeah she's not she doesn't have like any any you know traumas or like tragic backstories yeah or like kind of like journey that she goes on but yeah she's the helmsman she's cool yeah um Um, yeah then there's some other people who kind of pop in um, you know, periodically. So, like, there's Tapring, which is, like, Spock's fiance, who yeah. is in one episode. She's another character. There's a few other characters, because there's also, like, uh, George Kirk's, you know. Right. Uh, Kirk's brother. And, and, there, and, there's, and there's Robert April. Like, these are all characters who were, who were in, like, one or two episodes of the original series. Yeah. Who, who I, think, I think Kirk's brother was only, like, seen as a dead body played by uh, Shatner with, like, a wig or something, if I remember um, right. But yeah, I uh, I think you're right actually. Um, but yeah, it's he's yeah, mentioned a couple times I think. But yeah, I think you only see him in Operation Annihilate. So yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and again, like all of this true until the last episode. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and we'll and again, we'll get there. But um, so yeah, like that's and that's and, and so it's just kind of like it's a there's like a few like narrative through lines, but it is basically a but yeah, it's very much it's an episodic like episode, show, like adventure of the week type thing, where yeah. like the the episode starts with like a captain's log, star date, whatever. Like we're going to this place to do this thing this week, and um, then at the end of the episode, the thing has been done, and then they yep, do another thing the next week. Yeah, 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 um, and. Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, that, to me, is a huge part of why the show works, is that it is the first live-action Paramount Plus Star Trek show to be episodic, and I think that ultimately, like, Star Trek works best as an episodic thing, and not a heavily, heavily serialized thing, you know, and end of, end of uh, Deep Space Nine notwithstanding, but even that, it's, like, it's pretty episodic up until, like, the last, like, six episodes or something of, like, that entire show. Sure. So it's, uh, but, like... Um, you know the, the, the that I think that's a huge thing. I think that it being an ensemble show is a huge thing, rather than being about like one character who I don't really like very much. Um, you know, because there are better there are other other characters on Discovery who I like a lot more than Michael, but the show is about Michael. You know, and yeah. that is a problem. Like like Michael is among my least favorite characters on the show, probably. Like, um, whereas. 
in this show, I like I like most of the the cast, and like sometimes it's about Mbenga, and sometimes it's about Pike, and sometimes it's about Spock or whoever. You yeah, know, like and the others are like also there, still like being them their character, but yeah, the focus is on on um, kind of a different one, different episodes. But then, like you know, weirdly to go back to like the kind of like woke discussion we were having at the beginning of the of the sh- of the show like i think another reason why i like this show a lot is that like i think it i don't know like i i with the exception of like maybe ds9 it's like i'm kind of loath to like describe too much of any star trek as like really meaningfully like progressive or social i mean like i think it is but it's like you know it also it's all it's all filtered through like kind of like the general kind of like mainstream liberalism yeah, progressivism of like be... whatever of whatever time show. period yeah. it's in. But at the same time, though, like, I think that, uh, as I've, as we said, like, Star Trek has always been woke, and, like, that's totally cool and fine, and that's, like, one of the reasons why the show is good is because it is this progressive thing. But I do think that, like, um, Discovery really goes hard, and we might have talked about this a little bit on, on our last special, but, like, about, about Discovery, but, like, Discovery really goes hard on like the representation aspect of it. I would say like kind, which is fine, but I think kind of to the detriment of like, like kind of like to the neglect the, the neglect of like the progressive politics slash like progressive s- storytelling angle, right? So like, um, yeah, that it kind of lot skips of, like, ahead to the point where just like everyone is kind of welcome and accepted and. But yeah, but doesn't ever really kind of like drive the point home that, yeah. Well, but not even that because it's like in this show, I don't really think that people are really like not welcome or 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 accepted in in strange new worlds. But it's like the things they talk about are like they're still using they're still using these these devices to talk about things that are happening now. So like there is yeah. like I th- I think there's like a you know that that Ghost of Luria episode is kind of about trans stuff, and I think that like the the uh, the the one where they kill a kid, what's it called again? Um, <laughs> lift, lift us where yeah. lift us where suffering cannot reach. Like that that is kind of about how like society builds its like 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 the amount like that we're willing to extract from like defenseless people, especially young people, yeah. in exchange for like our comfort and stuff like that. And you know you could do that on Discovery. But I said they mostly choose not to. It's like they're like, look at us. Like, we've got a bunch of gay people and trans people and stuff on the show, which again I think is good, and I don't have a problem with it at all. But then, like, most of the episodes of the show are not about that. They're yeah. either very much about like whatever the plot is of the show, or they're about how trauma happens and you have to get over it. And you know, like, like they're just again, not to get too much into that, but just like yeah. It's, yeah, that's what I the whole it, show it is kind of back. devolved into is like just the, everyone being like, ah, oh, my life. What if I could overcome my life, but I can't okay. overcome my life. And like therapy is so important, which again, I, you know, again, therapy is important. I'm not even saying it's not, but it's just like, that's like the whole show. And, uh, yeah. and so like this takes like, it, this takes like the progressivism that is kind of like, I'm sure, like, sincerely meant on Discovery, but, like, in terms of how it's portrayed, like, more of an aesthetic choice than it is anything else, In uh, I think, in some, in some ways, anyway. And it makes that, it takes that and it makes it more meaningful to the, 
to like what the show is trying to convey. You know, I don't know. Like, yeah, it, it, that's that's my personal opinion on it anyway. Yeah, and, I, I do agree that it it does kind of go back to the like again, like not always. Like there are some episodes, like the body swap episode is just fun. The mm-hmm. Gorn episode is just alien. But I feel like the it it kind of does the thing that like Star Trek is kind of known for of like using science fiction as like a metaphor for something in the real world of like we go to this planet and this is what's happening there and then like by the time we finish the arc you're just like oh I see what this is about um yeah that and yeah I think they do for the most part quite like artfully um and even like yeah artfully and and like even like sometimes I would say like some of uh, this happens, I think, not very often with Star Trek episodes, but when it does, it's always very interesting and exciting to me. Like, where they'll, they'll even approach some of those things with like a little bit of like ambiguity to them, too. Like, where I would say, like, we haven't talked about it very much yet, but like the, the, the finale, like Equality of Mercy, kind of ends where it's like, you know, you, you with this a little bit of like kind of a trolley problem situation where they're, where they're trying to talk about, about like, yeah, well, who's. I- I'm not sure what the point they were trying to make with that episode. Like, I get what they were doing with that episode. I don't know, like, was if the point was, like, sometimes violence is the answer? No, I don't think so. I think... Or just I, the, well, like, Kirk is better than Pike? Well, let's, let's, or, let's... No, I don't, I don't think that's true. I think, I think, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk yeah, about... Yeah, that talk one about. I, I mostly came up with just kind of, like, confused, like... I, I, I understood what a lot, their actually. goal of that one was, but I, I was a little confused of, like, what the kind of conclusion that they were trying to get to ended up being. I, that's interesting. I, I liked that episode a lot. That actually might have been my favorite episode, maybe. But, really? Um, really? I, I really enjoyed it. But there, I liked a lot of the episodes, though. So, um, yeah, so anyway, I don't need to talk about Discovery more, but like I think I think it's like those three things, which is just like, it's more effective in its politics and like its storytelling, and it's not episodic, and... Um, and the other thing I also said that I don't remember. <laughs> the uh, like it's an ensemble cast. Yeah, it's an ensemble cast. Oh, and also just yeah, again, like you said, crucially, very crucially, it's a fun TV show to watch. Like it's you know, yeah, whereas like it is. when was the last time they had like a just for funsies episode of of uh, of Discovery? Is it's uh, the only one I can really think of is um, the like the, mud time loop, the one? mud one from season one of this four. Season I guess there's TV like show. like you could maybe say the casino one. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have very much fun watching that, but I sure. That's fair. Like, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess like that's like a. I think that's that's actually another thing too. Like the, the, the reason that was not very fun to me is because I also just like can't really stand like the millennial dialogue patter that like they have so much of in Discovery, and okay. they do that a little bit in Stranger Worlds, but it's it's so much toned down that like yeah. it really, it's not it's not really bothersome. You know, it's like you know there's there's so much less of like that that stuff so like it 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 works a lot better but um so anyway though so like we're 45 minutes in but we got we got a while still to go cuz we cuz we, we we these are these, these are supposed usually, to go long, yeah, on the long yeah. side so like what do you want to talk about like what's what's like should we talk about some individual episodes should we talk about i had some, like, individual well so arcs? i guess one other thing i was kind of thinking of especially like with a few of these episodes in particular is I wonder how much and I'm like, I'm not saying that like, this is the thing that made the show good, but I think something that they did well that I don't know, I would hope is on purpose. And like, 
I guess I've never thought too much about before of like how much depends on sort of the like crafting of a season of just kind of the order that you do things in. Um, uh-huh. Because especially like kind of that chunk in the middle. So they had the, there's the first few, which the first one is the one basically where like they convince this planet that's at war to not be at war and like not use weapons of mass destruction. Um, yeah. Then there's like the, the comet one, which is kind of just like a fun one. Um, has the like, like a little bit of the like understanding a different language thing, a little bit of the Star Trek thing of like, uh, what if this ran this like this one random alien religion is actually true? Yeah. Um, and then they had Ghosts of Illyria, which we've, which we've talked which about we've talked a about. bit now. But and then they good. had that's, that's 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 one of the highlights I think for sure. Yeah, I agree. And then they had like Memento Mori, which is like the first Gorn episode. Which is kind of a little bit more of like th- a thriller type vibe. Like that's that's one where they're being chased by a Gorn uh, ships, um, and you never see the actual Gorn; you just see their ships. And it's when you kind of dig into like Laon's kind of history and past with them. Um, and that one's a little bit more of like a tense, kind of scarier one. And then the one after that is Spock Spockamuck, which is probably the the goofiest one. Like yeah, that's the body swap. Either episode, that one yeah. or the fairy tale one. The fairy tale one, I, I liked that one a lot. I really liked like that one. I was too. Kim, Kim was in the in the room when I was watching that one, and she kept on being like, "This is Star Trek," and I was like, <laughs> "This is not even unusual for Star Trek. There have been several episodes where people where, like, dress up in costumes or whatever. Like yeah. that's not that's not really like that. That's a, this is a this is a a standard Star Trek plot. I feel like yeah." Uh, but I feel like, I wonder if that one was, like, kind of specifically put there as a kind of, like, palate cleanser refresher, because then the next one is Lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach. So, like, is it, like, is is that done on purpose, where you go from, like, the scary one to, like, just the goofy fun one to the, like, really dark and serious one? And then the next two are, like, the pirate one and the fairy tale one, which are also, like, kind of just, for the most part, just, like, kind of fun romps. Yeah, and then you go into the the alien one, and then you go into the finale. So I wonder if like they kind of specifically like space out the more like hard hitting ones and put the goofy ones between them. Like yeah, I mean, I would imagine where instead of something like Discovery, where it's just like every single episode, like there's a stretch of where every single episode shows the clip of Ash Tyler getting cut up and having a Klingon stuffed inside of him or whatever. Yeah, I think you're probably right, and I think, but uh, and they do a really good job though too at like lacing in the narrative stuff so that it feels organic though too, where it's like you know, so yeah. in the in left us where suffering cannot reach, like so which I think it's it's in the Ghost of Illyria episode is when you first find out that Mabenga has a mm, daughter yeah. that he has that he is keeping in the the pattern buffer of the transporter on the ship so that she doesn't age, so that she doesn't. Yeah, because she has a, like... Continue to get sick. Kind of, yeah, like, uncurable, deadly disease. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so, she, uh, and, and, so, and then, like, and then it's, like, three episodes later, when, in Lifting, Lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach, where, like, the, the titular, not the titular, but, like, the, the, the kid who gets killed... Oh, that's right, I forgot there's a thing. ...finds out that yeah. she's in the pattern buffer, and then, like, 
wants to help her, but then he can't. And then, and then, at two episodes later, like that's when that that storyline is like resolved, where she gets, yeah. where she kind of gets absorbed into this godlike being, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that one, like I was like tearing up a little bit by the end of that episode. Um, yeah, I I think I was surprised that they like brought her back as an adult like right which i was like oh that's like cool like that's like yeah that's like a really nice way to end that story where it doesn't because it's like it's not I like was you just, just like, like sent her off but yeah that he gets to kind of see that like that it was like, like the right got decision. to live yeah. a like good and full and happy life yeah. which is kind of like that's kind of like parenting porn kind of to like 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 because i was just like watching this and being like wow like that would be awful and i then, did wonder then, like but, with those with both of those episodes because i know there I, know, I do know some people that have kids that like just can't do any like sad stuff involving kids like kids in danger or like sad stuff like that so i was wondering how how those ones were as someone with, uh with i mean I, I think around. they they have a, like a light touch with it so i i'm not like a big fan of like kids more, more less sick kids and more like just like kids being harmed or hurt you know but like mm-hmm. uh uh but like I think they they didn't they don't like really wallow in it, but just like when he when he sends her off in that episode, I was like, oh man, like that'd be horrible. And then, but then, like I said, it's kind of like parenting porn because then she like immediately comes back and she's like, she's like, I'm an adult and like you did the right thing and like it was it all worked <laughs> out in the end. Like, <laughs> like, like one of like, those oh. things that just like every day of your life you wish you could just like. Yeah, you, have, I like, wish that like my sons would come back to me as adults and be like, it worked, you know, like. <laughs> yep. Uh, That's fair. Uh, so like I, I I thought that was like a nice way to end that episode, um, even even if it is like a little a little wish fulfillmenty. But I think yeah. it, it it avoids being that because he still had to like sacrifice his own. You know, he had to give her up. Time you know, he, had to, yeah. he had to let her go. You know. So yeah, um, yeah. That was a good that was a good one. Um, I liked I liked too that I I liked that that episode more once hammered became involved in it because like it's more fun to have like him and Mabenga like two people that know what's going on and yeah 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 um Hammer was really good in that episode too yeah uh yeah pretending to be a wizard Uh, and you you know it's like obviously you know like he's one of the expendable characters because he is a character yeah that was a notable thing with this that I guess is also worth bringing up with this season is that you like it's very obvious which characters have plot armor and which ones don't yeah um yeah where it's like well you know una maybe who knows but then but then like yeah, yeah. you know but yeah like, otherwise it's it's ortegas laan or hammer yeah yep and uh which is like kind of funny it's it's like it's not really bad but it's just it's just like you know there's a, a, i think it's in the second episode like when you first see George Kirk and he like gets really hurt and and it's like well i don't i know yeah. he's not going to die cuz i've seen him die right. later you know yeah. um yeah but uh yeah i mean to me i'm looking back on these just like thinking about like the ones that really stick out to me i really liked i actually thought children of the comet was pretty interesting the one where like, i did too comet. yeah it wasn't like a standout but i i enjoyed it um and like uh, thought it was a good like a good story yeah but then i i think but probably like i liked ghost of leary a lot i liked uh lift us where suffering cannot reach a lot which we haven't really actually talked about that much it's just like but like basically like they they there's like this 
a thing that they've done before, which is basically like the, the Federation has to protect a royal person who is kind of like assigned to do something. Or, you know, it's like it's yeah. kind of like that episode of, it's like an of TNG mission, when basically. what? It's an escort mission, basically. Well, it, it's it's kind of like that TNG episode where, um, like, they have to uh, they have to escort um, uh, Famke Janssen. The Famke Janssen one, yeah. Yeah, who who is like this 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 person who's like genetically bred to be like sexy, basically, uh-huh. <laughs> to to like as because she's like a peace offering. But then like she falls in love with or Picard falls in love with her, and so there's like this kind of like discussion about like, well, what. What should she do, you know? And, the, and, and so it's kind of like that where they have to escort this kid who is like going to be like the next, they think, like leader. But then basically it turns out that like, uh, uh, like. He's, ba- the, this, he's basically like being, like to be sacrificed, essentially. Yeah, he's ba- like, like his body is going to get put into an engine that like sucks the life out of him yeah. to like. And that's power what like this, powers this society and keeps this yeah. like kind of utopian flying yeah. city and yeah uh i, I bet my i, I the, the metaphor for that one was so good and it was also again it was handled very like tastefully where it's like oh you can totally see like the like the the impact of this but it's not just like oh let's watch somebody get tortured openly in front of us and like yeah. y- it lets you kind of like feel that like um i i, I really liked in that one where like she's well, like especially when she's kind of like trying to justify herself and she's like well you know, we don't know why this happened, but like, the, our our ancestors built the machine this way. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know why, but like, yeah, but we have to. That's the way it is, you know. And yeah. and it's like, and it really was like, yeah, like like that's that is. I think that's like that's that's it's so it's so analogous to the way that people act under like when they're talking about like the cruelty of like capitalism. Where they're just like, well, you know, it's just like. I mean, this is the way it is. I don't know. I mean, I wish it wasn't like that, but like that's how it is, you know. Like, yeah. um, so we gotta do the way we gotta do it. Where it's just like this kind of like a combination of like resignation and also like kind of passing the buck, so that you're not actually to blame for like your complicity. Yeah, especially in, like, the if like you're this, the person you know? who benefits from it. They yeah. Kind of have this excuse of like, well, I didn't do it. Yeah. Or like, I didn't make it this way. It just yep. happens to benefit me. I liked that episode a lot. I liked I liked the storybook one, um, and because I Mabenga was one of my favorites too. I liked him a lot, and then and then I I liked the finale a lot, which sounds like maybe you were kind of so so on. Um, uh, yeah, I I mean I guess is it time? I'm trying. We to should talk about thing. the finale. I think the finale itself. I mean I know we'll talk about it eventually on the show, but like I feel like the finale itself like deserves. I, I think so too. A bit of a bit of attention because it is like. Yeah, I'm Definitely trying to think if there's anything else swing, I think. more yeah. generally for us to cover before that. I guess since we do, this is a thing we also usually talk about. Um, did you, did you, did you skip the opening credits and theme, or did you watch it for the finale? Well, just like in in general, when you were watching the show, uh, I, I watched it like a couple times because I always want to hear what the new theme is, and it's yeah. it's kind of it's just like what if we did. What if we remixed the original series? Yeah, thing, basically, you know. So, and then I started skipping it, and then I I, I follow um, a couple of Trek accounts on Twitter, and Trek the, the Trek said like before the episode came out, it was like just so you know, you should probably skip the intro <laughs> to. The oh, finale. did they spoil the like guest stars in that? I I think they must. Like, uh, okay. I, I I didn't look back because I, I skipped it because I was like yeah. I don't really want to know. Um, 
but uh yeah i thought it was i mean i I like the theme a lot like the the sort of re remix of the original one and like it it even like again i feel like it's another like even a touch like that where like it starts out with like pike doing the final frontier speech um and like a very like it it kind of goes back to whereas like discovery and picard the opening sequences have been very kind of like these sort of like abstract art type not abstract art but like more like it's just like things on the screen that like communicate ideas and i feel like this very much went back to the just like our opening sequence is the ship flying around in space and this like dramatic orchestral music playing and it just very much i i think was also kind of one of those like cues to communicate like this is more like the star trek that you used to know and love um, have you seen have you seen any prodigy yet at all? No, I haven't. They have I don't remember the song because I cannot I'm incapable of remembering any Star Trek theme song except for Enterprise the next original year. series oh. or or uh or TNG. Yeah. Unless I'm listening to it at the time, but but Prodigy has a pretty good ship flying opening sequence that is like it's different, but it's That's like cool. it I, I like it. Um yeah. And of course like the Lower Decks one is good. The Lower Decks reason, is great. But, Everything about Lower Decks is great, though. I feel yeah. like we we may be a little bit unfairly biased towards uh, Lower Decks, but I, Lower Decks is it's just great. great. It's a great show. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. I, I, I mean, like, I am so in the tank for like that original series theme, though, that I'm kind of like, I mean, this is like good, but it's. But know, if I wanted to listen to it, I would just. I would listen to the original listen series. To the original. Yeah, like yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's good though. Um, but yeah, I yeah I did skip a lot a lot of the time and i i specifically skipped it for the finale because it was i was told that i should okay for spoiler reasons so yeah uh, so yeah i guess i mean i i don't know did you have anything else you wanted to talk about or do you want to should we dive into the finale kind of to to finish it out well i think the only other thing before the finale that i really want to talk about that i'm thinking of right now anyway is the gorn of it all yeah there there is the gorn of it all so what do you think of? I, I mean, and I thought the Gorn were going to be a bigger presence in the season. Than they that they were going to be like kind of the big bad. But like the Gorn is like one of those things. This is another reason why I didn't really love the aliens episode. Uh huh. Because because like that was approaching like the the thing that I don't like in oh. Discovery. We should also just and, and I mean I guess. We don't have much more to say about it than they did, but we should mention that Cybok was brought up for the first oh, time yes. since. since Which I, got, I was so excited about because I think we're we're big time bring back Cybok uh, advocates on this show. Yeah, um, oh, I love that so they I was, did that. I wish. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm yeah. The, the, he only just see him. You, you see know, like the back of his head. But I was like, oh, dude, and I Spock can get down is with just like my brother Cybok. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think the uh, Gorn is. I mean, I feel like, I guess, similar to Cyborg, like, kind of considered a, like, mark of shame in Star Trek. I don't know. I think, like, I think people feel... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely meme-worthy. I, don't, I think most people view it affectionately, though. Um, yeah. I, like, it's not, it's not like... Whereas I think some people like really don't like Cybok because like Cybok is from a bad movie, you know. Whereas like I don't think most people, th- I mean, it's like the, yeah, the the fight with Kirk in Arena is f- it's funny because it because it's just like it's just so beyond what they're capable of portraying at the time. But yeah. I think people generally like it though, you know. Um, 
And so I don't really know that I'd say it's like a mark of shame, but it is funny though to basically turn them into like these like insane killing machines, right? Well, you know, where it's like you know, in in the in the, the we keep on calling it the aliens episode, but the episode's called "All Those Who Wander," and uh, you know, Lon, who who kind of has her her kind of tragic backstory is that like she was on a colony that got totally ripped to shreds by yeah by Gorn. And so she's like, oh, even even like one baby Gorn is like yeah, could like is, wipe out our ship. Yeah, and, and it's like yeah, well, we saw we saw like, Kirk fight one though, and it was fine, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but like, especially because like I think someone at some point says like, you know, like once it becomes an adult, we won't we won't have a chance. And I was just like, really? Because they right, seem right much deadlier like, as babies than as like as an adult. It just turns <laughs> right, into right. like a rubber suit that can like barely move and probably not see. Um, yeah. But I think the thing about it that, that, that bugged me though, was just that I was like, I don't really know that like they make them so bad and brutal in this, where it's like, it's kind of my Klingon problem with discovery where it's like, it's hard to imagine like them being able to come back from that, or at least in like such a short amount of time. And obviously like, the Gorn are not are barely mentioned outside of Arena, so like we don't know. Maybe maybe the maybe in the TNG time period, uh, you know, they are still at odds with the Gorn. Although I, I don't think so. That I don't think that they are. But like, but like it, it's always it's something where it's like it's kind of weird to me where it's like where you make them so they make the Klingons so so bad in Discovery. It's like well, am I supposed to believe that basically you you've turned these people into like something approaching like. Space Hitler. Right. And then a hundred years so later, they're, me- like, they're the heroes. Yeah. Are we meant to believe that by like, by like, like it's like, it's like the, you know, Star Trek six is within living memory of these events. Are we, are, are we meant to believe yeah. that like, it's, it's, it's like, if we, it's like, if, if like, you know, Hitler wasn't defeated, but then like, we all kind of like, made peace with Hitler's like kid. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, uh-huh. it's, it's, it beggars belief a little bit. And like, that's kind of how I feel about where it's like, where like Laan is like, I think meant to be like, she's, she's almost not overreacting, but she's kind of like reacting in a way that's not very Starfleet of her, where she's like, I just want to kill all these fools. But then like you yeah. watch the show, the episode, and you're like, Oh yeah. Like you probably should. Yeah, yeah, because like, they don't even they're seem like, as, like they're, they're just treated as like a monster again. Yeah, like, they're like, not like alien type thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the only even real real like indication you have of their sentience is that they fly spaceships. Right. <laughs> because like they don't communicate, like they all kill each other, like they kill each other, like they're like they're basically animals. Yeah. Um and uh it looks like I I'm looking I'm I'm just clicking on Gorn on Memory Alpha, but it appears that they are in some episodes, at least one episode of of Enterprise as well. So there's hmm. there's uh and also, there's there's a Gorn wedding, I guess, that I forgot about in Lower Decks. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah, so things seem fine with the Gorn later. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, so they just kind of, kind of seem like... I'm just like, this This seems too... They're too violent for, for like, what I'm supposed to believe about them later. To I become, like, like, a, like, organized... Like, right, yeah. Yeah. Like like th- like those 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 little alien guys we saw, they're not getting married. That's not happening. You know, like, like that's... <laughs> right. The, uh, they they kill all their siblings, you know. Like it, they're like doing like little. They're doing like survival of the fittest, like from the yeah. from, from womb to tomb, you know, uh, or from 
from uh, egg from, to well, he's from from egg. Yeah, I ice guess from, from, I was gonna say from like from like intestine to tomb or something. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> so I did love that. But I but like that being said, I'm like I do kind of like the idea of the Gorn being like the show's big bad, like 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 in a way that like Klingons or Cardassians or whoever, yeah, you could have you know, done Kazan something or whatever. like that, yeah. So like if if they keep on having them in the, in the upcoming show, I'm like, oh, that's like interesting that they have a different, yeah. a different species that there's a thing. And maybe they just, just like are so different. Yeah. Like maybe that they'll like end up being like, oh yeah, and like they kind of chill out when they're adults and turn into like more like Herogen or something like that. I don't know. But even but even then they're like, but she's talking about how like when they're adults they capture people alive so that they can be eaten by their so it's by like, the oh, children. This is- yeah. Which again is a, a very Klingon move, you know, where you 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 kind of it's it's like heavily heavily implied, if not outright stated in Discovery, that like Klingons just straight up eat humans in yeah. some of the Klingon war stuff. Uh, so I don't know. That was like mixed for me, but I do. I mean, I do like the Gorn. I just like the way that like the Gorn in Arena looks, and so I'm like I'm ex- I'm like interested in it. Certainly, like I'm just like very yeah natively interested in it. Um. Yeah, so that's I think that's all I had outside of the finale, which I do want to talk about because I think it's very interesting. And also, I think you and I, it seems like I have somewhat of a difference of opinion about it, so I think that might be an interesting... Maybe a little bit, yeah. So the finale is kind of like... The thing it made me think about was Trials and Tribulations. Yes. Um, very, and very much so. It's not as good as Trials and Tribulations, but I did, because that's like one of my favorite Star Trek episodes. But... But yeah, it is like, what if we stuck our heroes, like our characters from this show, essentially like in, like just straight into an balance episode of, of the original series, which yeah, in this case is Balance of Terror. Um, and so, yeah, so it starts out with basically like Pike is considering like doing something to prevent the like accident that would um, like not kill him, but um like end his career basically and then like gets shown a vision of the future of like what would happen if he did that and basically what it is is it's the episode balance of terror where like kirk encounters the romulans and is this like very good kind of almost like submarine warfare type it's yeah it's the first romulan episode yeah uh, where you're kind of of introduced to the romulans and it's like this kind of tactical back and forth between him and this Romulan captain. Um, and the, and there, it's basically like, what if Pike was the captain in that episode? But And then like yeah. the episode kind of plays out as it would, but with Pike being the captain. Yep. Um, and, um, and, and then the kind of the big... I guess we can spoil... I, we can spoil this, yeah, right? Yeah, we, 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 we already said... Hammer dies like this is okay. The, so the the big thing that happens in that episode is that then like there's like Kirk is also there like they meet up with Kirk who's the captain because he's not the captain of the Enterprise is the captain of another ship of the Farragut um, yeah and Which so I you think have like Pike I recognize that name so I think the Farragut's been in I think the, the Farragut is is the Farragut there in in Balance of Terror no it's not the Farragut I think is mentioned in the movie act the like the 2009 star trek movie actually or 2008 or whatever it was i think the farragut is like the ship that kirk is supposed to be on 
it has something to do it's in that movie first i forget what it what its deal is uh yeah i'm looking it up while we're talking um so that was kirk's first deep space assignment after his graduation from starfleet academy um so kirk's captain died on a mission yeah so just like yeah, so just like it's just like a ship where he used to serve, and so it seems like oh, here we in go. the yeah. alternate timeline, rather than rather than him getting promoted to captain of the Enterprise, the he 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 becomes he becomes the captain of the Farragut, which is where he was already serving. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, and so like the two of them, kind of like like Kirk basically wants to attack the Romulans, and Pike tries to negotiate or try diplomacy, um, which ends up kind of blowing up in his face and starting this like huge war with the Romulans and also killing Spock. Um, and so then, or at least like de- basically not even necessarily killing him, but just ba- basically having what happened to him. Yeah. It's an happened to Spock instead. To Spock instead. Yeah. Um, and basically kind of what they say is like, there's like Spock is such, so like important to so many things in history um right because like spock is the one who ends up negotiating peace with the romulans and like kind of reunifying romulus and vulcan i think spock's probably involved in like kittimer maybe like spock becomes this like ambassador that's important in like a bunch of different historical events um it's also like it's it's like you wonder like what happens to the 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 J.J. Abrams movies if you know if, if Spock? Oh, that's right. Because then Spock never like makes the wormhole and goes. So he, well, yeah, because like Spock basically creates, yeah. So like, Sp- yeah, basically Spock like, creates the alternate. Yeah. Reality. Yep. Uh, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I I just like the idea. So like, I I liked the idea I, I liked the way that they like went back and kind of like reexamined this episode, which is like a good episode. And then like I I like what I it did it, it gave me very much like the where like sometimes they're even saying like the same lines. Yeah, where, like, a lot it, of the lines it, are the same. It it gave me like big vibes of cross tribulations. Like I think the guy who they have playing the Romulan, the main Romulan, he looks a lot like the guy from the from the original series mm-hmm. show, and. Um, yeah, like I, I thought that just like, you know, like the to 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 send to send this version of Pike forward in the future, like he has to touch a time crystal, which is given to him by himself in the future from the future, who is dressed up in like the 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 original series movie, the movie like Admiral uniform, yeah, yeah, which is like cool. cool, and uh, yeah, there's just a lot of like nice touches to it, but then I think that it's. It's interesting because I, I guess you can make the argument that like that the the uh, you could you, that like the 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 idea is that Kirk is better than 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 Pike or that fighting is better, but I don't really think that's what it's going for. Like to me, it's like kind of more of. Well, first of all, I think that like narratively, it's very solid because the the the, the episode keeps on teasing you the entire time that like. In this reality, Kirk dies, and so then Kirk never gets to do uh, all the yeah. Kirk, Kirk things that Kirk does. And, and then at the end, it's like, oh no, actually, it was Spock. And you're like, oh, well, duh, of course. Yeah, like that. That makes I did kind of like sense. the sort of implication that, like, 
again, like, especially if you consider it in the context of that this is a thing in the J.J. Abrams movie, too, that just, like, in every reality, it is essential that Kirk and Spock end up together. Yeah. Um, Because I... So that was what I initially, like, wondered if that was kind of what they were going to do, of, like, somehow show that, like... Because they present Kirk, like, the kind of Kirk in, in this episode as being, like... Like, he's a very good captain, but he's a little bit, like, kind of brash and aggressive and, like, takes risks and that kind of thing. And so I wondered yeah. if they were going to do a, like, like Kirk and Spock have... Like, if you just had Kirk by himself, he would be too aggressive and, like, do something stupid and mess it up. And if you just had someone like Pike, like, he would, you know, he would not kind of take the right action. But, like, if you... Like, that you needed to have the kind of combination of and that friendship between Kirk and Spock where you have Kirk's you know kind of ingenuity and ambition and then you have Spock as like his like voice of reason and advice and together like they is kind of the only way that you can solve this I I wondered if they would do something like that which they don't really do um yeah but the I, I don't know. I I, I really I, I really fell for that misdirect where I was like, when when they reveal that like the actual problem is that Spock is the one who's gonna die. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh well, that makes a hundred percent sense because like, right? It's like he's the one it, it, where it's like you think that like this is going to show you the bad thing that happens and it's like it kind of is, but it also is kind of like oh no, really like the real bad thing that happens is just that like. Like, like, sure, there's a war, but also, like, more, almost, like, more importantly, it's just, like, Spock doesn't get to do all these important things that Spock is supposed to do, you know, like, and so, yeah, uh, yeah he doesn't get to do reunification and, and all these things. He, the the and, whales never get saved. Right, exactly. You know, there's so many things that, like, Spock is, like, responsible for, and um, so I liked, I liked that idea, but I also liked that, like, to me, the show ends up like having some sort of ambiguity where he's like, "All right, well, I guess I have to like do this because so many people will die if I don't do this." But at the same time, it's also kind of like, like I f- I felt anyway like a little bit of ambiguity there. But like, it's kind of crazy that he has to make this choice because it's like he basically is like, "All right, well, I have not only am I going to sacrifice myself, but like I have to condemn." two other people to die mm-hmm. so that Spock can live. And I don't know, to me, at least it felt like a little bit like this thing of like, this isn't actually like hard decision. And, and yeah, it definitely the- drives home. Like how, yeah. How hard it is for him. Like how, yeah. Yeah. Like, and so like, I liked it. I thought it was a good, a good, some good character stuff for him. And I, yeah, to me, it was less about, like, like, his way didn't work that time, but, like, ultimately it ends up not really being about which of their ways works better because they both did things that would be justifiable at the time. It's just, like, well, uh, you know, in this case, like, this one led to this important kind of thing happening. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't think it really, like, speaks poorly to him, to, to Pike's character at all. It's, like, he was trying to do the right thing and, like, he was, you know, it, 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 and the reason why it, and it's, it's funny too, because it's like the, the show is basically like, oh, and that actually was the right thing to do. Uh, and then the reason it goes wrong is because, is because, uh, 
of the of like the sub commander Romulan instead of uh-huh. the commander Romulan because it's like the thing that, that that the Romulan says right before he gets killed in in Balance of Terror he says in Balance of Terror and the, in, yeah he gives kind of the same speech yeah yeah and in this in this one they say the same thing which is basically like in another reality I think you and I could have been friends yeah and so because it's like, the the Romulan commander also like doesn't want to like start this like long drawn out war with the Federation and like is willing to like negotiate with them. And then it's that sub commander that's just like, no, like for the glory of Romulus, we have to conquer everybody and then contacts the fleet. And so then kind of everything gets escalated because of that. Yeah. And so it's like, this is kind of the reality where, where he and Kirk could have been friends, but then it still is not to be because of like, this other thing. And so it's like also this thing kind of thing of like, it's also this kind of like bittersweet kind of like fatalistic thing of like, well, unfortunately, like things would have never worked out for this poor Romulan, you know, like it's just like no yeah. matter like what approach they took. So like, I don't know, like I just felt it was, it felt, it felt kind of like Shakespearean to me too. I don't know. It just, I, I liked it. I thought it was like good and interesting. That's now, I will say though, the other thing about it, the thing that I did find kind of distracting about it and I, maybe I should wait to say that if you had more thoughts about it before I go into this. But no, no, yeah, go ahead. Is that so? Like we've we mentioned a little earlier that like them recasting the sm- the the parts on the show from like the original series works when it's not some when it, when it's like a minor character or like a character like Uhura where she's not doing like a very a super super defined thing. Yeah. Um, and it works less with Chapel. And, and, like, even though I think that, that Ethan Peck is fine, like, it's just, like, that's such a, you know... Yeah, like, Spock you're talking is about like so, one of the like, most, defined by Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, it's like, you, like you know, you're, 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 unfortunately, you're playing, like, maybe the most iconic... One of, like, the top, like, three most iconic characters in, like, science fiction. Right. You know? And then and, you give the other one to this other guy. <laughs> Right, and, and so it's like, and, and so, and I, I texted you, I think like yesterday or the day before we're recording this, and this is before I had seen the finale, and I was like, uh-huh. I can't imagine, like, like, like this would be like maybe the least, the the job I would least want to do as an actor is to play Spock because like, you can't, you, like, to play specifically to play Spock in the in like the 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 Roddenberry universe of Star Trek rather you know or it's like you know at least yeah you at least could argue that Quinto, like gets a little bit of like a remove it's you like know, oh yeah that. it's like, an alternate reality yeah but like to, do you have to play the literal same guy who was who who was played by Leonard Nimoy for years and years and years it's like that just sounds like horrible because no matter how you good you do you're never going to be doing it like the original flavor you know like and so I thought that was the role I would least want to play <laughs> until I saw what's that? What's the actor's name I don't who know plays what his name? Is I'd... until and, uh, until I saw um, gosh dang it! What's his name? Paul um, Wesley. Paul Wesley, who plays Kirk in the finale, and then I realized actually that's the role I would least want to play because. <laughs> Because Leonard Nimoy, I love love Leonard Nimoy to death, and this is not a criticism at all, but he is doing something that, at the very least, like, you can do an impression of relatively well. You know, where it's like, we're really, like, that's... Yeah, like, like he's, like, putting on an affect. 
yeah, like, to be Spock. He, yeah, he did such a good job at doing an affect that, like, then that's basically what every every Vulcan has been, kind of like a version of Spock, like for the next fifty years. You know, like right. where, like that's what Tim Russ is doing, and that's what um, Jillian Blaylock is doing, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, yeah. like they're all doing it. Like and. And nobody does it quite like him. And I think, like, the people like, especially like Tim Russ, like, they make it different enough that it becomes their own thing. But, like, and th- but then I was like, you can't, like, what Shatner is doing is not an affect. It's just, like, he's just doing a thing that only he could do. And, <laughs> like, just, the, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I don't even know how you Shatner. could. I, like, it's, it's, you know, it's like people obviously, like, do the thing where they make fun of him by, like, doing a bunch of pauses and stuff, but, like, you're doing... That's not really even what he's doing, really. You know, like, like that's, that's like... That's what he's doing if you're doing, like, an, an exaggerate, like, a parody or an impression of him, but that's not really right. what he's doing. He's doing something. It's so, something, like, kind of ineffable and, like, you know, again, like, very Shakespearean, like, very... But very based on, like, the specifics of, like, who that guy was as an actor... Yeah, and I think it's like kind and of. And I think also like is more like, and I think you could maybe make the same case about someone like Chapel. Like he's he's very much like of a time too, right? Like I feel like 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 Kirk was the kind of ideal like manly man of the '60s. Like that's how you would do that. Um, yeah. That yeah is just I, I yeah it would be impossible to like. Impersonate, and and so it's just like, you know, and so like I felt very bad for him because I I don't like that Paul Wesley was doing like a bad job, but I was just like, this is just not this guy because this guy, there's only one person in the entire world I think who could have been that guy, you know, like, and and uh, you know, like every now and then you can kind of hear him sort of try to like adopt like one of the weird like pauses or kind of like looks or things like that but it's just like i think also partially just because like his voice is considerably light like higher pitched than yeah than kirk's is that which i which that that did strike me as just kind of like a mistake like i think if you're gonna do it you should try to maybe try to get it a, a little bit more on the vocal range i don't know maybe not maybe it's just best to make a break from it but like but like then you, you'd have these scenes where it's like every time that like kirk and spock shared a scene they would like play a little sting from like the original series score and it would like that it rang very hollow to me because i'm just like yeah i know you're trying to get me to be like look it's these two and i'm like but it isn't really like it's like i know you're telling me it's these two but like and again it's no it's no no insult to the actors but it's just like the those two the reason why they're still iconic all these years later is because like they had like this ineffable thing yeah that you can't you just can't you can't recreate it, you know, like you just can't, you know, um, like, uh, and, and so like, I just, I felt like that, that did feel, take me out of it a little bit where I'm just like, I know you kind of have to try to make fetch happen here, but like, it's just ultimately not really going to like, it, I just think it's kind of impossible for that to land, you know, it's an impossible task. Um, I mean, and ultimately, I would say the kind of a small criticism because I, again, I do think Ethan Peck is usually fine. He's not like my favorite or anything, but like he's, you know, like he's doing the work. But it's just like you can't really do anything about this. You know, it's just it's just kind of impossible. Uh, I don't know. How, how do you feel about it? Yeah, no, I I agree. I think and I think that kind of sums it up. Is that it's not that he did 
a bad job, but it very much like it just felt like it. I think the only way to approach it is just to kind of like think of it as a different character that also happens to be James Kirk. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I think it just you can't compare it to the original because it it's impossible to for it to hold up. But it's hard because it's like you kind of are being forced but to. The, but the yeah, original. but at the same, it, it is kind of the kind of thing where they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Is like they're trying to play off of that comparison at the same. But time. but also like, but it's also it's also like they because they send you to an original series episode. You know, like you know you know what happens in that episode, and so like yeah. you're thinking explicitly about like the original series version of him in the context they're placing him in. So it's like, it's just a hard thing to, I don't know. It's, it, it just, it really, it, this is not even, I'm not really even criticizing it. I'm just like, it's just, it just was kind of, just kind of remarkable to, to watch it and just realize yeah. that like, this is sort of like, it, it's, this is, this is truly like an impossible thing for, to have to like work around yeah. is, is this idea. But um, especially cause so in, I think it's the first episode, there's like a thing at the end where, um, there like oh like lieutenant kirk is going to be coming aboard and it's done as this kind of like bait and switch because then it ends up being sam kirk who's yeah his brother and you're just like ah you almost had me but of course you would never like you would never actually put kirk in the show (laughs) and then they end up doing it anyways Um, yeah but I, I, saw, I saw that it was very interesting. I thought it had a lot of like food for thought. I do like yeah. the way that they did the time travel thing. So I don't know. I, I liked that one. Yeah. Um, Again, like I think they definitely went for something. And I like I I like the idea of like going into again like in the same way the trials and tribulations did going into another like beloved episode. Um, but yeah, I guess I just I don't know that I felt like they kind of like stuck stuck the landing or like made the point they were going for yeah. for me as much as I think they wanted to. But Sure. That's fair. But maybe it's, That's fair. yeah. Well, I'm definitely excited to watch more of the show. Yeah, um, I, me too. And so I'm, 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 ha- I'm happy to say that. Like, I, I, I know we get sometimes negative on the specials, but, like, this one, I think we were really, we were pretty into it. Like, yeah. and... I hope this, they uh, bring back uh, number one. And Laan too, I guess. But um. well, I'm sure they will bring back Laan because I'm guessing that like you're not going to name a character Nunyan Singh and not have like, like do more with that. Yeah, there's something will happen with that, you know. Um, That's fair. I mean, I'm not in the memory alphabet right now, actually. And um, the uh, I guess like Star Trek.com made a list of episodes to watch of the original series. Uh, before um before the show uh and i just thought it was kind of interesting really it was like because they wanted it said that we should watch the menagerie um space seed which which again like you know space Seed doesn't really have anything to do with other than just the name other than just like yeah yeah, so it's like i feel like that's good and i guess like knowing what the eugenics wars were maybe yeah uh journey to babel um yep uh, mirror, mirror. Um, what? Why? I don't know. Uh, I mean, now I think you're just listing like very good episodes of Star Trek, maybe. But. Um, 
The Deadly Years, which is the one where, like, everybody ages really fast. Hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of wondering if, like, some of these are just, like, this is where, like, Mbenga was on one of these episodes or something like that, you know? Oh, maybe. Um, or, like, ones that, like, referenced the, like, romance, like, the, like, Spock Chapel romance. Yeah, maybe. And then um, A Private Little War, which is um, the one where... That's the, the Mugato giving... one, right? Oh, is it? Am I thinking of uh, a that's, different I one? Think that's the one where they. That's one of the one where the Klingons are are sending arms to cavemen. I don't know if that's the Mega episode or not, but. Um, okay, maybe I'm thinking of a different one. So I, I'm curious, like, why for some of those? I, I'm kind of surprised they didn't have a mock time in there because a mock time is the episode with Tapring. Yeah, with Tapring. Yeah, but. Um, and, and balance of terror. Unless right. that would be, like, dipping their hand too much. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I guess they probably didn't want you to know that, like, there would be Romulans on the show. Um, but, uh, yeah, so anyway, though, I would say overall, like, very good. Um, like, just, it's just a very solid, you know, I, I, I liked it, and I'm excited to watch more of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um so we usually come out every other week uh, because this is a special episode. We did this one in between weeks. This is also an episode uh, we, you know, as you can probably tell, like not quite as edited because we had we got it out you know quicker. And um, but um, so next week we'll be back with a regular scheduled episode. Uh, but we usually come out every other week. So you in the you know when you're not listening to our show, you can you can follow us on YouTube at our contracts. You can follow us on Twitter at contracts. You can email us at outofcontracts at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at autocontracts.podbean.com. Um, you can also check out the other sco- shows on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. There's Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. There's That's Not a Science Search, which is a science and pop culture podcast. And there is Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast. So check any of those folks out, and we'll see you later. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>